I'm Denine Erasmus. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Wrap. This is a podcast in which I will tell you about some of the top articles from the latest edition of Farmers Weekly magazine. And we will also take a look at the week's biggest agricultural news stories. New on shelf this week is our 12 March issue. In this week's main feature article, we go back to basics as we speak to researchers in the South African livestock industry about the difference between the main cattle breed groups found in South Africa. We also have an article on silage production with some practical tips from a silage contractor about how to correctly harvest and store silage on your farm. The issue features a sheep farmer from the Northern Cape who talks about how he managed to keep going during the drought. Then in our agribusiness section, readers can learn more about the success of a family-owned jams and preserves business, which started with little more than two pots on a stove and has grown into a large business that supplies homemade jams and other products across many parts of South Africa. Let's start with the article on the different cattle breeds. There are over a thousand different cattle breeds in the world today with more than 30 beef breeds registered in South Africa. According to Dr. Michiel Skoltz, specialist researcher at the Animal Production Institute of the Agricultural Research Council, and Prof. Yabi van Weesteisen, the general manager of SA Stadbook, these breeds can be divided into three subtypes, or a mixture of these, namely the Bostaurus, the Bos Indicus, and Sanga cattle, also known as Bostaurus africanus. Bostaurus cattle do not have humps and primarily originated in areas with high rainfall and cool temperatures in Eurasia. They include British breeds like Angus, Hereford, Sussex and Shorthorns, as well as European breeds like the Charolais and the Japanese breeds like the Wagyu. Bos Indicus is the collective name for humped cattle such as Brahmin that originated in the east in countries such as India and Pakistan. The Sangha seem to have originated in eastern Africa and have crossed with Bos Indicus and Bos Taurus cattle as these two migrated down from their origins into Africa. Indigenous South African cattle, such as the Afrikaner, Nguni and Thule, and then to a lesser extent the Drakensberger, are therefore classified as Bos Taurus Afrikaners. Over the years, a lot of research has been done to evaluate the adaptability, production efficiency and meat quality produced by the different types of cattle. And van der Westezen and Skold says that most of the locally produced British and European breeds have since become more adapted to South Africa's environmental conditions thanks to strategic selection. And while these breeds are associated with larger carcasses, they say that the local breeds, the Sangha breeds, are generally considered more resilient than their European and British cousins. Van der Westezen explains that according to literature, Bos Indicus breeds have shorter digestive systems, allowing them to make better use of poorer quality felt. So, what does this mean for you as a cattle farmer? Van der Westezen says that it is much easier and cheaper to farm with an animal that is adapted to your specific conditions and to try and adapt the environment to match the breed. But, the researchers add, farmers should remember that there is a lot of variance between animals of the same breed in terms of adaptability, resilience, growth, and productivity. I'm going to move on now to the feature about silage production. In terms of its cost-benefit ratio, silage maize is 
arguably the best value stored green feed for milk production systems in the KwaZulu-Natal highlands. However, an important aspect for maximizing the nutritional qualities of this crop is to harvest it and handle it correctly, and that means to harvest at the correct time and in the correct way. According to Craig and Kim Johnston, who own Johnston Contracting, that provides silage harvesting and haymaking services to a number of KZN farmers. Um, farmers in this area want their silage maize harvested when the plants are at optimal maturity, moisture content, and nutritional value. And then the silage have to be quickly and properly unsold in on-farm bunkers. This allows the maize silage an optimal length of time to ferment under anaerobic conditions before winter, when dairy farmers will start feeding it to the animals. Many of the farmers in this region now plant short-season yellow maize hybrids that, if all goes well, are ready for harvesting 120 to 130 days from planting. Johnston says that the ideal time to harvest a yellow maize crop for silage is when the plants are at 30% to 35% moisture content. To aid the optimal fermentation of insult maize, the forage harvester should spray silage and oculant onto the chopped crop. Johnston adds that getting a silage maize field harvested, delivered to a bunker, compacted into the bunker and then properly covered, all as fast as possible, is also essential for the production of good quality silage. Before we move on to the news, remember that in the 12 March issue, you can also read about sheep farmer Etienne van Beek, who tells us about what the devastating drought in the Northern Cape that lasted from 2018 to 2020 taught him about sustainable farming. On his 3,800 hectare space boner farm in Marydale, van Veek started off with a flock of 500 sheep, which has since been reduced because of the drought to about 300. Van Veek says that these drought years taught him a valuable lesson, which was that he needed to think outside the box for his business to remain sustainable. As such, he decided that he needs to invest in adding more value to the business by doing stud breeding as well as commercial breeding. From 2018 onwards, he was forced to reduce the sheep flock to 300 sheep, and his plan is now to increase numbers back up to 400 in total. He decided on a lower stocking rate to allow the farm time to recuperate fully since he says it will take between three and four growth seasons for drought ravaged felt to reach its full potential. For his commercial breeding operation, he uses purebred white Dorper and Van Roy rams um, on crossbred ewes, but he now plans to convert to a stud breeding operation within the next two years, again using the Van Roy and Dorpers. Let's now quickly look at some of the top agricultural news from the last week. A recent report has shown that South Africa has the second most affordable food in Africa. This was according to the 2020 Global Food Security Index compiled by the Economist Intelligence Unit and Corteva AgriScience. On average, global food security across the 113 countries that were evaluated declined further in 2020. The report said that this was due to the ongoing negative impact of climate change, food becoming less affordable, food distribution networks being less efficient, 
and national food safety needs that were often insufficient or wholly lacking. The five most food secure countries were Finland, Ireland, the Netherlands, Austria, and the Czech Republic, while the five least food secure countries were Sierra Leone, Malawi, Zambia, Sudan, and Yemen. Of the 28 countries in sub-Saharan Africa that were assessed, South Africa was still the most food secure of these countries. South Africa also had the second most affordable food after Botswana. Farmers in South Africa have been reporting Rift Valley fever vaccine shortages. This was after many parts of the country received good rainfall in February. And as a result, farmers were being urged to vaccinate the animals against Rift Valley fever. However, according to Jacob Modumo, Business Development Officer at Understabert Biological Products, or OBP, there was a shortage of the vaccine and this was due to higher than anticipated demand. He said OBP was currently producing more batches and were releasing around 2,700 units bi-weekly on average. Madumo said that weather has a significant role in customer buying behavior, and this results in high demand, which eventually compels OBP to produce more within a short period of time. This usually happens uh, when South Africa experienced abnormally high rainfall, as we've seen in the first two months of this year. Madumo urged farmers to vaccinate livestock before the start of the rainy season every year. Now for some commodity news, South Africa's avocado export volumes are expected to increase by an estimated 1 million cartons. This is 4 kilogram cartons. This was according to Derek Duncan, the CEO of Saptrop, who said that the European, including the UK, is one of the major export markets for South African avocados, with 95% of exports going to this market. However, South Africa only supplies around 12% of total volumes that go into this market during the export season. Duncan added that harvesting generally starts off slowly at the beginning of the season, but is expected to pick up pace after a few weeks. He adds that the first batch of avocados are expected to reach Europe by mid-March, and it can take up to a month to reach its destination. After picking, the fruit can spend three weeks on a ship, Duncan said. That was it for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weekly Wrap. Join us again next week when one of my colleagues will discuss some of the features from the 19 March issue, in which we featured two winners from the 2020 SA Stud Book Awards. The winners in the Burbul and the Burpard categories tell us about the breeding strategies and management practices they follow to breed award-winning Burbul dogs and Burpard horses. We also speak to a young farmer who is working hard to establish herself as a commercial veg vegetable producer in Limpopo. One of her main crops is okra, and she tells us a bit more about how to grow this vegetable. Readers can also look forward to an article which explains how livestock farmers can benefit from implementing regenerative agricultural practices in felt management. Remember to follow us on social media for all the latest farming news and updates. We are on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn at Farmers Weekly SA. Until next week, stay safe and happy farming.